And if it starts with a pointing of the finger, then it's not the right time. Removing myself, taking a deep breath, and being able to approach the situation in a clear head is really, really key to preserving the relationship. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real authentic and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. And today we have a really cool episode. We're calling this episode, Is Fighting a Sign of a Good Marriage? And this came about when we had a very kind listener message us. And we're going to get into that because I'm really excited too. But before we do, we want to let you know... Yeah, this episode is brought to you by the Marriage Talks Podcast YouTube channel. So you guys have probably heard us mention this before. We have a YouTube channel. It is called Michael and Elizabeth Ann. And and there'll be links in the show notes. Yeah, too. links in the show notes, but uh, check it out. That's where we host all of our video uh, versions of the podcast episodes and a few other Tip Tuesdays and some other stuff like that. So yeah. check it out, like it, subscribe it. And tell your friends. Yes. We also want to let you know that there is a giveaway and we will tell you all about the giveaway at the end of the episode. So make sure you listen all the way through so you don't miss out. So let's get into how this came about because we need to give you a little bit of backstory on that. All right. So a few weeks ago, probably about four or five episodes ago, we had an episode that was about authenticity in marriage and we got into a lot of different things. And one of the things that was mentioned is that I can't remember the exact way we worded it. It was if you're not fighting in your marriage, that's like not a good thing. Or there, I believe I said, if you're not fighting in your marriage, then there is, that's a sign of something deeper going on. Yeah. And so we just kind of said that gloss past it. Which is a very heavy statement. Yeah, You can't gloss past it. And it's, it's one of those things where it wasn't really the subject of the episode and we just, it was something that came up in the conversation and we moved on from it and it probably, here you go, deserves an entire episode by itself. (laughs) And also we're not going to talk about that in particular because we received an email that was just the absolute definition of loving correction. Oh yeah. Loving encouragement. And we read through it and I was like, huh, yeah, I guess we need to really unpack this a lot more. And uh, it was just, it's really cool. And it's one of those things where we say, we love getting feedback. Please, all of our contact is in the show notes. If you have any questions, comments, let us know. And this listener did exactly that. Yeah, this listener was so, so kind. And they are much further in their marriage than we are. And so it was nice to hear someone who was more seasoned um, in marriage. And, They just were like, I think you might laugh about that, you know, when you get a little bit into your marriage, which is so true because we have to unpack this statement um, because like I said earlier, it is a very loaded statement. And when you just say it and you don't explain, it has like so many different like assumptions you can take with it. And that was not my intention at all. And so I was so thankful. I was telling this listener, I'm so thankful you reached out and you shared your heart about this because you're right. Like that statement alone is not right. So I'm excited to get into where the statement originated from and kind of some kind of like, is there a healthy fighting, you know, is, is fighting in marriage healthy? And we're going to get into all of that, but, um, 
we just want to let you know, like, we so appreciate the feedback. Um, you know, as long as you approach us in grace and love and we can talk, we can talk about whatever it is that you're presenting, you're bringing to the table. We are all for that. So we so, so appreciate this listener reaching out to us. Yeah. The origin of this statement came from, I know, I personally know a lot of women who are married, who are like in my mom's generation. So in their kind of like fifties and sixties. And I've just heard so many of these women say to me personally, I was so afraid to share what I really thought with my husband. I was really afraid to talk about this. I, I, I like, I didn't say anything. And so what that was telling me with, there's just like this fear of like rocking the boat and not like not wanting to present yourself as, um, as like quarrelsome or like having a differing opinion or like you just wanted to basically do what your husband expected. And so, you know, marriage in not my generation, not Michael's generation, the generation before us, marriage looked very different and the expectations looked very different. And so the origin of that statement was like these women who were not being their true selves in their marriage and potentially having a fight if they were to say something that was disagreeable was basically where this statement came from. So what I actually meant was if you are afraid to be yourself in your marriage and you're not willing to say something that could be perceived as disagreeable, and there's, there's a way to present information for sure, there's a sign that something bigger is going on in your heart and in your marriage. And there are, there's just a whole bunch of things that could be going on and we're not going to get into like everything that could possibly be going on. But the, what my heart is for that statement is like your marriage is the place where you should be your true authentic self. And we had an episode we, that we referred to earlier about the authenticity episode how to be authentic in your marriage. And that's just so key. If you're not doing that, it's, it can be really harmful. And that's not to say that you need to run around and, you know, argue about everything and disagree about everything. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when there's that fear of presenting information, like speaking your mind, um, that's not a good fear. That's not a healthy fear. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. That's, that's a whole nother topic. Um, so I want to kind of keep us on the the statement at hand, but that's, that was where my heart was for that statement. So is fighting a sign of a good marriage? No, it's not. And that's not what I meant at all. Um, so I just want to be very clear about that. If you're constantly fighting with your spouse, that's not a good sign because I'm talking about fights, like just like 100% disagreeing, yelling at each other, blaming each other, all that kind of stuff. Those fights that that's filled with pride and ego and wanting to be right and not preserving the marriage. So fighting is not a good sign of a healthy marriage at all. I think you can disagree. Michael and I do not agree on everything all the time, but I think there is a way to do that. I think there's a healthy way to disagree. Yeah. And I think what's important to keep in mind that statement we made in that episode was so broad and like overarching. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big part of it too, where it, it didn't really land and it wasn't really, wasn't really accurate because you're going to have different stages of your marriage. Like just take your marriage in particular, you've got your honeymoon years, 
you've got your first, the rest of the first 10, you've got your second 10, your third 10 and beyond and beyond and beyond. And what you're hopefully doing is learning each other a lot better. And so I think what, what our listener was also saying was after 25 years, they had developed this really cool, like, you know, your spouse's likes and dislikes and you kind of know how they're going to react and you can like live your life in a way where you know what things are going to cause a quarrel and which things are not going to, and you can kind of steer yourself through that in a way that's going to have less turbulence. And if you can navigate that successfully, and so can your your spouse, then you're just going to have less fighting. You're going to get along pretty darn well. So like, you know, it's not healthy marriages fight a lot or healthy marriages fight zero, but you can create, you can really like master I don't know if mastering, I don't know if anybody really truly masters marriage, but no, cause it's for sanctification and boy, is <laughs> that tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, in, I think the point was to kind of think of it as like stages too. And you might have a lot more turbulence in early stage. I've, I've talked to plenty of people who, you know, the honeymoon stage, which is supposed to be this happy go lucky, woo, always crazy about each other, you know, lots of intimacy and stuff, but it, you know, that's not the case for everybody. Sometimes those early times of breaking down old habits and now cohabitating with somebody Mm. is really tough. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of share with you guys, I was looking up the scripture that um, says iron sharpens iron. And I'm so glad that I um, looked a few verses prior to that because and you, was, should, you should always do that, by the way. Yes, context, context is everything. Never pull a verse out of like just a single verse and say, here, it applies here. No, it doesn't. Context is everything. So we could talk about that some other time. Proverbs 27, 15 through 17. Okay. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. Verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I think that's very applicable in marriage. You don't want to be a quarrelsome wife or a quarrelsome husband. I think that can be applied both ways. Fighting just to fight is an egotistical thing. It's feeding your pride. It's valuing being right over valuing preserving the marriage. Preserving the marriage and the relationship is goal number one, hands down. When you are just like seeking to fight, if I am just like looking for a way to fight with Michael every turn, I am just looking a way to stroke my ego and feed my pride. That's all that that is about and is very detrimental to marriages. That's a big reason why some of them end. So you don't want to be a quarrelsome spouse, but iron sharpens iron. It's that those sharp edges where, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, sanctification, like we've learned (laughs) over the years how to present maybe a difficult topic or like work through something that we don't agree with, doing that with grace and love. So if we're always arguing and yelling, not good. But if we're presenting difficult information covered in grace and love and and our, our main goal is to preserve the relationship, then there's where you have the iron sharpens iron and your healthy disagreements. That's, that's a good place to be in, I think, when it comes to marriage. Yeah. And, and also reading through this kind of reminds me of why I've been saying quarrelsome and or like quarrels. I've never referred to a fight as a quarrel ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so we reviewed this verse and I was like, oh, that's why I'm saying quarrel tonight. A little bit of old school ver- vocabulary for you there. Yeah. Now we just don't want to leave it here. We want to kind of paint a picture 
for you as to what does a healthy disagreement look like. Yeah. And we also went into a little bit more depth on this too, on one of our earlier, earlier episodes, but that was like literally a year ago. So it oh, felt yeah. high time for a little revisit. And we, we've talked about this too before. I feel like a broken record sometimes, but what does a healthy disagreement look like? The first thing is that it preserves the marriage. If you come into a fight or a quarrel, since we're using that word tonight, with the intention of busting somebody down, you're, it's, you can't win. It's mm. already a lost cause. Yeah. And I can speak for myself is I'm very defensive. It's something I've been working on. It's something that's been noted about me <laughs> by her and by me. But if she's, she knows by now that if she's got a problem with something I said or did or didn't do, and she comes too fast, like too hard, I just, whoosh, you know, my gate goes up, the moat appears and I'm, you're not getting anywhere with me. I just, I defend myself. I'm not even going to hear it. So there's this grace and love aspect of it where if you want to get your point across, if you approach it like a nice friendly way, like, or, or like even the whole, like if you ever write an email to a coworker that's got something in it, you want to always- Something difficult in it. Difficult. Yeah. You want to sandwich it You say, yeah. good. I think you are, a, so for the, for example, <laughs> by the way, I love how you always get everything done laundry wise and you really do a great job with the kids. Can you please not back the car up into the- Drying the dryer. I don't know what I had to say. Um, <laughs> you're a good driver, but yeah. Yes, you, I am. So if you've got some something that's bothering you, you can always sandwich that in with some yes, it's, good stuff. Is the compliment sandwich? Say something nice, soften everything up very lovingly, cover your disagreement or negative statement in grace and love, and then follow it with a compliment. That's really the best way to present that. And that really does help preserve the marriage because like, I like that what you said about coming in hot. If I am coming in hot and I'm like, why did you do this? You shouldn't have done it. You messed up my day. I can't believe you. I've told you a million times, shut it down. (laughs) 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 He is not going to listen. He is not going to respond. He is checked out. And I, that is not just me. I think that I definitely display strong versions of this, but I think everybody is that way Yes, to some small degree, at least. For sure. For sure. So keeping the idea of preserving the marriage, if the relationship is the most important thing and not my pride or my ego, then I'm going to present the information in a much different way. And that's really key. How you present the information is so so important. It's, it's vital. And if I know for me, when something happens and I don't have a clear head about what to say. And the first thing is, is like, I can't believe you did this. Like very like pointing a finger at Michael, then I need to step away and I need to formulate my thoughts, get my like kind of internal script together. Like how am I going to actually verbalize what I'm feeling And if it starts with a pointing of the finger, then it's not the right time. Removing myself, taking a deep breath, and being able to approach the situation in a clear head is really, really key to preserving the relationship. Yeah, and I would highly suggest praying beforehand, because if you know it's going to be a hot topic issue, you need to give that to the Lord and be like, look, I... 
I want to, again, preserve the relationship. I want to come in with grace. I want to represent you well, Lord. And uh, so just help me do that. Cause That's good. I know in, especially if a, a argument drives on for a long while, you can kind of lose sight of that grace and love. Like, what was that supposed to? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just really, really <laughs> angry right now. Yeah. It's 1130 PM and this needs to stop. And I forgot what it's like to be nice. Yeah. And so number two, so number one was, does it preserve the marriage? Number two, does it lift the other person up? When I talk to Michael and if I tear him down, it really bothers me. I get caught up in anger and caught up in pride and I tear him down. And when I take a step back and then I really think about the things that I said, I feel so gross and that's not lifting him up. That's not valuing him at all. And I need to be very careful about what I say to him in a difficult time because sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. That's not true. And words are very, very hurtful. So when I approach Michael in a sensitive topic, I do need to be careful about what I say because I want to make sure that his feelings are important to me because they are. So I want to make sure that that's reflected in how I speak to him. Yeah. And I wonder if that saying is not as popular as it used to be. It like, probably isn't. Because I, because all the um, attention paid to like online stuff, I think every kid is growing up now knowing words are really, really tough. Well, I think in our generation, that was like the thing to say to somebody who was like bullying you, like your words can't hurt me, you know, that type of thing. Um, I definitely think that that saying is lost favor. So if, if yeah. you're a younger listener, you may not know that saying, yeah. but. Or but, it's like, I am rubber, you are glue. Whatever you say <laughs> bounces off of me and sticks to you. <laughs> That one never flowed quite as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) took us off topic. Yeah. That's okay. It's just very important as to what words you choose and to how you present that information, because it's, it's Michael is the most important person on earth to me. And that should be reflective in what I say to him. And I remember I heard this, um, somebody shared with me the best piece of advice they received from a couple who was like 60 years into their marriage. And she said, the, the wife said, we learned this a decade ago. So 50 years in. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we are, we are approaching nine years in. So we're doing a little bit better. So I'm glad she shared this, but her, her main piece of advice was anytime they had a disagreement and especially if it went on for days, they always prayed to be on the same page. And the coolest thing was it didn't matter if it was his page or her page, they made a commitment to be on whatever the same page was. And that's so beautiful because I know that I cling to my page. It's got to be my way and I want it to be my way because it's comfortable for me. And it is not comfortable relinquishing to his page. But when we're praying to be on the same page, we're committed to be on the same page and giving up the control that it has to be my own page is incredible. It's marriage altering. It's super important. Yeah. And it's, it's really easy to talk about that, but in the moment, these things are kind of tough to remember. So just run it through your mind and like that, that pre argument prayer, super important because you really have to prepare yourself, like get your mind lined up beforehand, before you walk in the room, before you walk in the front door, like 
pray for peace and just love and then pray to remember like it's not about me also it's about us together mm, that's good because you and again you gotta maybe about 30 minute mark stop for a second remind yourself of those same <laughs> things pray again this time together yeah and uh you'll have a little bit more of success i like that yeah number three I don't know what you mean by it. So you're going to go? Oh, yes. So number three is biblically sound. If you've been listening for a while, you know that Michael and I are Christians. And so when we are in an argument and I can have a viewpoint and he can have a viewpoint, but if neither one are biblically, biblically sound, then we have to go back to the drawing board and we have to go measure our, whatever the disagreement is about back to the word. And so that's what we mean by biblically sound, because they can be two totally selfish and really bad viewpoints or like sticks in the ground. Like, I believe this and I believe that. And then we find out this is not this is not biblically sound at all. We need to we need to figure out what the common ground is for this particular topic uh, is key. And I feel like that kind of for us, it it like puts a referee you know, in the midst of your argument, which is kind of nice because, you know, when you're on your own and it's just you and your spouse and nobody's there, if you're not in therapy for it, there's no referee. <laughs> and so having, having the, the word be your referee in those times is really reassuring. And we've made that commitment together to walking in the truth of the word. And so that's what we mean by biblically sound. And to us, that's, that's like one of the most important ones for sure. Yeah. I mean, the Bible's written a very long time ago at this point, but if you open it up and look at it, you'll be amazed at how applicable all this stuff is every day in your marriage, in your parenting, in your work. There's so much in there if you're willing to look in there. So check it out. If you need any help with like marriage application stuff, there's a million books out there that are like Christian marriage kind of um, books that'll help you kind of be a good resource of where to look for that stuff. Yeah. We can leave a couple in the show notes that we particularly enjoy and think are, are really sound. Yeah. By the way, it's funny. Um, Elizabeth read off that last bullet point because, because I was like, I don't really know what you mean by that one. And as soon as you said it, I knew what you meant, but it's written as biblical sound. Oh gosh. And so I was like, <laughs> what is that? It's like when you, when you take it and you hit it with your knuckle, like what does it sound when like? You, when you open it and you, you thumb through the pages, yeah, and it doesn't. <laughs> biblical sound. I was typing so quickly. I To me, when I read it, that said biblically sound, and it does not. It says biblical sound. Yep. So as soon as she said, now, is it biblically sound? I was like, oh, that's what she meant by that. That makes so much more sense oh than biblical gosh. sound. So I thought you guys would like that. <laughs> So we want to reiterate the three points of uh, what does a healthy disagreement look like? Does it preserve the marriage? Does it lift the other person up? And is it biblically sound? All three of those are just so, so important. And of course, for a deeper look into like the intricacies of like fighting right, definitely check out episode three uh, for fight right. It's fantastic. Um, and before we get to our giveaway stuff, unless you wanted to add anything. That's it. It's good. It was well-rounded. Okay. We have a review that we want to read and we love these reviews. We always um, read them every time we get one. And this one we is- like to stroke our egos. <laughs> 
No, we just no, just, we just love hearing that you're enjoying the podcast. And really, truly, these reviews mean the world to us. And this one is from David. I hope I say it right. Guillory. 100% positivity. Thank you. I found you guys just searching through marriage podcast. Listen to the first episode and I was tuned in. This is an amazing podcast and my wife and I have grown up very similarly, very similar to y'all and have had a similar life growing together. Listening to y'all is helping me a lot in my marriage and learning a lot. Thanks. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. Our mission is to help you thrive in your marriage and to hear that it's making an impact in your marriage is just incredible. And we love that. We absolutely love hearing that feedback. So if you're not comfortable leaving a review for all to see, please email us and you can do that at marriage talks podcast at gmail.com. But we love hearing that it's helping make an, a positive impact in your marriage. Cause that is, that's just incredible. Yeah. All right. So for our giveaway, I'm going to let Beth take the reins because She's the mastermind behind this thing. (laughs) So we're doing um, a giveaway here on the podcast for the first time, which I'm super pumped about. But so the giveaway is for the first 10 people who rate and review on iTunes, you have to take a screenshot of your review and email it to us showing that you did it. And your mailing address, you'll get a handwritten letter from Michael and I, along with our MTP Marriage Talks podcast logo sticker. It's really awesome. Michael has it on his phone, but we will send you a handwritten letter just for you and the sticker as a thank you for the rate and review. The first 10 people, you got to rate, review, screenshot it, email us at marriagetalkspodcast at gmail.com. Email us the screenshot and your uh, mailing address, and we will send you the thank you with the sticker. And that is the giveaway. Yeah. So hopefully we'll hear from you guys. And uh, you can sport the sticker on your car, on your phone, on your forehead, (laughs) depending on how dedicated of a fan you are to our podcast. Yes. But we love you guys. Again, we do this all for you guys. And you can check us out. The show notes will have our links to our social media and everything else. You got anything else you want to add? No. Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us over a year. Yay. (laughs) Bye, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.